I didn't tell you about my Specsavers letter I got the other day. Oh, no. Really, no, it's really passive aggressive. They're like, it's been 1,665 days since your last appointment and <gasps> counting. They put and counting at the end of it. I was like, and what? What are you going to do? <laughs> and you've got 2020 vision, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's well, what, five, five or six years since I've been to the opticians? That's quite bad, isn't it? Yeah, but to be fair, it's the most stressful process. Like, they ask you questions they just don't understand. Like, even with me, I have, like, bad eyesight, and they're like, what's the difference between the red and the green? I'm like, don't know. (laughs) There's no difference. I don't know what you... I'm just going to go with red. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, You've Got To. This is episode four. Can we all believe we're still here? We've got this far. (laughs) People actually listen to us. I know. Um, so how's your week been, Rosie Poos? God, what have I done? What have I done? Well, we met each other at the weekend, didn't we? We did. We went up to Landon. Well, you went up, I went down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of our meeting point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is in um, the middle. But that was so fun. We went for your brother's yeah. birthday. We did. We had a lovely time. Yeah, it was really weird because we haven't seen each other in person since we moved out. Mm. So It's been like a month. That was really fun and I think it was definitely mm. needed. But mm-hmm. what else have I done this week? Um, Try to get my personal admin together. As you know, that's a really hard task for me to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it, really. What about you? Um, yeah, pretty similar week. Um obviously went up to London, had a fab time. Um, Sunday was the greatest day of my life, but also the worst day of my life because of the football. (laughs) Um, I'm still not over it. I woke up like Monday morning. I was like, should I cry or? (laughs) Honestly. Where did you go and watch it? Were you in a bar? No. So we attempted to get in. Well, we did go to Chai, um our local like town but um yeah it was crazy busy so we just mm. ended up back at a mate's house and we all watched it together there it was quite nice actually because we were like obviously we lost and so we were kind of sat there like I'm quite glad we're at home and we're not in a bar because if we were in a yeah. bar I would have spent so much money it would have been like insulting mm. and then we just would have lost. I would have been like, I would in beer. Everyone would have been sad. <laughs> she would have, <laughs> she would have just like gone home and just been really drunk and really sad. And I was yeah. like, you know what? It's quite nice actually. We're just at a mate's house and we had some dinner and some food. And yeah, it was a bit of a nicer way of doing it, I think. If we had won, I would not be saying that though. Yeah. I would have been, you know, up sheiks or something in Bogner. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, it loud. <laughs> I watched it with mum and dad in the living room and they fell asleep. You're not really football fans though, are you? I mean, well, good for you for watching it, but... Yeah, I was like, you've got, I've got, I had to watch it because... Yeah, it's like the final, like, yeah. even if you're not a football fan, you should watch it. <laughs> anyway, um, we should probably get on with the episode. Yes. Um, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about confidence. Um, 
So we're going to be discussing what confidence means to us, um, confidence in terms of like professional and applying for jobs and what it means when you're in employment, things like that. So yeah, let's kick off with what does confidence mean to us? Well, it's difficult because there's different types of confidence, isn't there? So you've got like your Mm. social You've then got like your career slash education confidence and then you've got your self-confidence. And I feel Mm. like they're all very different, but very similar. Mm. Um, I would describe myself as quite a confident person, especially in like career and education. Um, I think it comes from like knowing yourself, doesn't it? And I feel like we're still so young. There's still so much more confidence that, you know, we're going to, what's the word gather get I don't know acquire (laughs) um I'd say social confidence it's quite it's you know middle level for me I've definitely become more confident socially than I was before and I think that's definitely uni um because I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and I just went for it and I was just like do you know what I don't care I'm gonna find people I like if they don't like me who cares because at least I know my people um career confidence wise I'm very confident in myself and what I can do um but I was actually having an interview earlier with um some people and we were talking about self-confidence you know in career so like in design um there are times where you can not be that confident because you'll see the work of someone else and then that puts you down because it might be so good that you're like oh why can't I do that um so I feel like confidence in my career does sort of differ just depending on you know my mood at the time if I've like been doing a good job if I haven't blah 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 I say this like I've got a job I don't have a job but (laughs) I'm speaking from my experience at uni um and then personal confidence I feel is a never-ending you know thing that you just have to work on there's Mm. I feel like there's definitely times in your life where you look at yourself and you're like yes I feel confident today and then others you know if you're hungover or you're just having a bad day you're like oh my god what do I look like (laughs) so yeah I don't think I could boil it down to one level of confidence but that's sort of me in a nutshell did that make any sense whatsoever (laughs) yeah okay yeah it did no I do agree I think um confidence is like a never-ending battle I think um I would I would say that confidence means different things depending on the situation that I'm in like yeah my like intellectual abilities I feel quite confident in but then my confidence is in that sense my confidence has been bashed previously because you haven't got a job that you thought Mm. that you were good enough to get or you know maybe looking back at school you didn't get the grade that you thought that you were gonna get and so that kind of knocks you back I think but I think with confidence you just have to you have to know yourself and you have to believe in yourself and yeah it is a definitely a tricky thing and I think it's something that I will always be like battling with um like you mentioned there like self-confidence like there have been so many times in my Mm. life where I've had no self-confidence and like maybe people don't know that on the exterior but on the like on the inside you know that god like I've got no self-confidence whether that's like (laughs) yeah yeah, like you said, being hungover, being in a really like bad place. Like, so that's something that I think 
will people will always struggle with as well and I think yeah yeah it's a never-ending battle with confidence from an outsider's point of view you may have like really good social confidence and that sometimes acts as as, well I can't speak today acts (laughs) acts as a mask um for like your other levels of confidence which people then Mm. misjudge you for so I feel like if you went into let's say a party scenario you walked in and you're really confident because you you as a person are really good at socializing and all of this they then might be taken aback if you then said oh but I really actually don't like how I look sort of thing so I think it's also about how you hold yourself because it comes in like so many different things like body language you know tone of voice it's just it's a never-ending thing yeah it definitely is I definitely like have that kind of ability to I've never I've never really struggled in social situations like I can be I can be Mm. very loud or I can be quite quiet and reserved and like fade into the background but either or I've never walked into a situation and been like god I can't speak to anyone which I think is really fortunate but then at the same time I've walked into a room been like that but then on the inside I'm like god I hate how I look and and, you know you stress about oh my god my hair looks awful like as a girl or I picked the wrong shoes to wear or like whatever (laughs) it is so on one hand you can be really really confident in your social skills Mm. like me and then on the flip side you're like oh my god I look atrocious or it can be the other way around or yeah you know whatever there's always I think something I've never met anyone in life who is 100% confident in every single avenue of life and no. is completely, you know, almost like picture perfect. I think people struggle with all different kinds of confidence. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, like if you walk into a room sometimes, you it just it does depend on your mood as to how confident mm. you're going to be when you're, especially if you've been met with a load of new people. Um, yeah sometimes you may walk in and the vibe can be like immaculate and you just get on with everyone sometimes it's the complete opposite and you walk in and all eyes are on you and you just go really quiet and then I think it takes a little time to then assess the atmosphere and then you start Mm. to like pick up again um but it just depends on like whatever you've been doing or you know what the scenario is sort of thing yeah definitely and I think it's important to mention like confidence can be quite a taboo subject I think um you know when people say I'm confident people a lot of the time will associate that with being really arrogant or Mm. being really like ballsy and really out there and and it's not you can be quietly confident and I think me and you are both quite quietly confident we mm. don't come across as arrogant people, I, I hope. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not I'm not completely reserved and no one knows anything about me because I don't say anything, you know. I'm somewhere in yeah. the middle and there is a big, big stigma around being confident. And there's a fine line, I think, between being mm. confident and being arrogant. And you see some people cross it sometimes and it might be for the right reasons, it might be for the wrong reasons. But yeah, there yeah. are some people you come across where they literally walk into a room and everything is about them like Mm. they will not change the subject off them and even if you do they'll then like somehow find a way to bring it back obviously they've got a lot of confidence um but you never know that could be masked by arrogance because they have some sort of insecurity thing yeah Um, exactly so yeah it's definitely a fine line and like you said we're definitely quietly confident I think we yeah I think we know ourselves I'd like to I'd like to say we know ourselves quite a bit yeah um to just know where we stand really yeah 
I would never, confident would never be a, like a top five word that I would ever describe myself as because I don't think it's one of my biggest attributes. Um, like I wouldn't walk around being like, I'm confident, I'm confident because <laughs> there are so many different things in my life that I'm not confident about. Yeah. And so I think it would be wrong for me to say that I am. But at the same time, yeah, I think I have a lot of faith and trust in my abilities. And, and you just, I think you just put yourself, like if you're talking from like a, um, employment perspective I know where I place myself in the employment mm. sort of sphere I suppose because I know my abilities I know my education background I know my qualifications so you put yourself there I don't maybe sometimes I'll overestimate my, my abilities but I try to always yeah. never underestimate them and I think that's where like confidence can lie sometimes yeah definitely and it is so easy to underestimate yourself especially when there's so much mm. pressure um mm. I remember at uni, we like every time we finished a module, we'd have to fill out these like self-assessment forms and we'd have to actually put what we think our grade is. And obviously me being me, I'd always put it as lower just so I'd have a nice surprise if it was higher <laughs> and then always. I wouldn't get too down about it. But that's just the way yeah. it is. I felt if I'd graded myself at maybe the level I thought I was or higher mm. and then not to get that, that would then really take a toll on my confidence yeah so. I think that's definitely why I would call us both quietly confident like we always I always use this phrase I used it throughout uni of um I like to expect that I'm gonna get you know something on a basic level mm -hmm. but then really hope that I'm gonna get something above that but then I'm never I never leave room for disappointment because I've expected yeah. the worst exactly so. and I think that's a really good thing to mm. do even if you yeah. maybe like but why am I marking myself down that low I know I'm good I yeah I think it is just nicer because then you're setting yourself up for less I don't yeah. want to say failure but yeah. yeah and it's I think some people might think that's quite a damaging way to look at you know a result of something or yeah you know a grade or whatever but I, I just think it works for me if I've been in positions before where I've expected like you know something really good to happen and it never has happened and then I feel like my world's come crashing down because I've set myself up for failure um so I don't want to do it in like a negative stance but f yeah for me I think it works quite well <laughs> quite well yeah um it's also that thing you know when you're like you're stressing about something but you've got people from the outside being like don't worry you'll be absolutely mm. fine I think that can be a confidence boost and a confidence what's the opposite to boost um downfall <laughs> I can't think of decrease decrease um because on the one hand obviously people are like decline kind of decline. decline on the one hand <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand people are trying to you know just keep you calm keep you relaxed but then on the mm. other hand because they're doing that there's then added pressure for you to actually do really well um mm. so that's a really tricky thing to like deal with yeah yeah there definitely is it's all a bit of a tricky subject I think and like I said I I have believed in the past confidence to be quite a taboo subject and and like for me I I really dislike arrogance when I see arrogance mm. in people when you know when you walk around and someone's like I'm so good at this and I'm so good at that like yeah. that's great but when that turns into arrogance and you're you know you're beating people out to get to the top and stuff that's just so unattractive to me and yeah I'm all for confidence but 
I don't appreciate arrogance because I think arrogance then becomes quite, I think it can become quite damaging to those like underneath you and around yeah. you because I think about if you're thinking you're the best, how is that making them feel? Because then that leads into their self-doubt. And yeah, I don't particularly like that. I think self-doubt mm. is a really difficult thing yeah. for a lot of people. And like you said, it's perfectly fine to, you know, know that you're good at something and maybe mm. voice it a few times just because, yeah, you should be proud of it. Like you probably worked hard to be good at that thing. Mm. But there is a line when that you can't cross where it's actually going to hurt someone else and you yeah. may have offend- really offended or yeah dumbed down someone else, which yeah, I don't exactly. think is not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess like moving on to self-doubt then, like I think both of us I I don't think it's like rude of me to say I think we both experienced a lot of self-doubt at uni Mm -hmm. like uni is an environment when you're surrounded by people that do exactly the same thing as you as you you know on the same course yeah some are going to be a lot better than you and some are maybe going to be a little bit worse than you and that just for me always resulted in a lot of self-doubt and you have it's tricky to overcome it you just have to be Mm -hmm. secure in yourself I think but yeah, uni environment was really tricky on self-doubt, I think. Yeah, especially when you're in a course. Like, it's all right up until you get to uni because obviously school mm. and college and everything, everyone's, you know, going off in different paths. But when you get to uni and you're then put in a in a course with a load of people who want to do the exact same thing as you, that's when it's daunting because you suddenly realise, yeah, they're your course mates, but they're also, in a way, your competitors um because at the end of the day they're going to be the ones who are up against you when it comes to finding a job in industry um and yeah it's it is really hard to overcome self-doubt especially as you Mm -hmm. said when people when you you physically know some people are better than you um but take I would say take that as an opportunity like go make friends with them go and you know pick their brain because at the end of the day you can't be really good at everything and they're there has to be people that are better than you so that you can actually grow yeah I think like talking from like I studied business and I think it's so important to delegate in business because there are going to be people like I'm I'm a marketeer but there are going to be people who are so much better at branding Mm. than me or they're going to be so much better at being like a CEO than I am because I I may not have the experience to do that but then vice versa, I may be good at other things that people can't. And I think that's yeah. literally the whole concept of a business is delegation and having people do a variety of things that collectively form, you know, a strong unit. Um, yeah. And I think it's definitely tricky if, to remember that when you're at uni that, you know, oh my God, they're so good at, you know, whatever it is. They're so good on Adobe, for instance. Like I've never been that good on Adobe. I like, have very basic skills on it. There are people on my course who were like semi-professional at that. <laughs> And I was like, well, like, that's their thing, though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm sure they thought similar things about what other people did. And they were like, God, how do you do that? And I just think that's that's a walk of life that you all yeah. just have to go through. And I think, actually, at the end of the day, it becomes quite a positive thing when you get into industry. Yeah, everyone does have their thing, though. And that that's what you need to remember is everyone is unique even Mm. though in the time it might not seem like it everyone is so unique I remember I was listening to a podcast by I think Grace Beverly was on it and you may have seen like a clip of this before but she was like in industry like if you try and be the best everything and you you sort of like employ people 
who are just on the same level as you just so that you can say that you you were on this project you're on that project you've then like got a a business that's as big as one person whereas if you then um you know employ people who are actively better than you you're going to succeed far like a lot more because Mm. before you were only employing people for the purposes of your ego just to make you seem better but yeah you know if you work and you appreciate people who are better than you and you know following their footsteps or take inspiration that is also gonna ultimately build your confidence because you'll see yourself grow rather than the other way around (laughs) yeah exactly and I think it, it always comes back to that um that ability to like look inside and figure out what you can bring to the table like Mm -hmm. we've seen it with applying for jobs you look at job specs and you're like god can I do any of that but you you know if you know yourself well enough that you you're applying for a job that is suited to you you know you can bring something to the table with that job because you're passionate about it and whether that's the only thing you've got going for you that's better than someone who doesn't yeah like I think you just have to have that confidence within yourself to know that you can do it and yeah, as long as you've applied for the right uni degree and you're applying for the right jobs, I think people are going to be fine. That's another thing, isn't it? Like a lot of agencies and design studios and basically anywhere that's employing, they're getting so many applicants in. And you need to remember if you're chosen for an interview, you know, you've got so far, you Mm. need to just have confidence that, you know, you could actually be the right person that they want. But even if you like didn't hear back from them or you got rejected or it just wasn't for you I still think that's good because like I say all the time everything happens for a reason yeah and it's all a bit of like a learning curve I think I think the um applying for jobs since coming out of uni has just built my confidence even more sure Mm -hmm. you have knockbacks like of course you do you'll you might apply for a job and submit you know your CV and then you might not even hear back and you're like god I thought I was gonna be so good in that job role you didn't even hear back from them but I think the experience just boosts your confidence and and I do also think going to uni really boosted confidence as well I I know not everyone goes to uni so I know this is only for a select few who are listening but I do think it it does build your confidence because you're around so many different people. It's almost like a mini industry. You're going and you're working with people who do very different things to you, but you're in the same, you know, you're in the same company, you're in the same job, whatever. And I think that really boosts um, my confidence. God, we've gone gone really deep, haven't we? We have. I don't think we've laughed a lot, really, to be honest. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Sorry, guys, if you wanted a funny episode. But yeah, I think an example is, in my course we do a lot of presentations and especially in the final year we were I think I probably mentioned this before but we were doing presentations every single week in our learning teams and compare like my first year self to coming out of uni I would literally walk into a room now and do a presentation like and it'll be fine um Mm. but it does come from like practice and believing in yourself getting the right feedback and even and acting on that feedback even if you don't agree with it which is absolutely fine like people are going to have different opinions on you and your work all the time but you know just evaluate it all and only take bits that you really want to work on because at the end of the day it's your it's your own choice in what in what you do that really went off topic didn't it (laughs) 
<laughs> no, oh, I agree. God. I agree. I think um, topics like um, being passionate, being like motivated about what you do just helps your confidence as well. Like I I remember before uni, I was in jobs where I was so unmotivated and so like unpassionate about what I was doing. So I had no confidence in my ability because mm-hmm. I just didn't care. But then I went into job roles where I really did care about it. And that just boosted my confidence because you, you're you learning and you're like, when I say you're learning, you learn in any job role, but when you're really passionate and eager to learn, that's yeah. when it really comes into full effect. And that's where I think you gain your confidence from because you're remembering things and, you know, you get used to your little ways of doing things and mm. all of that stuff just boosts your confidence completely, I think. Yeah, it may take people like a little bit longer to find something that they're actually passionate about but yeah for sure I'm still not even sure and I've done a degree (laughs) no I'm joking (laughs) imagine oh god um but even that's fine like so many people do a degree and then they don't end up doing that as a career and that's fine because ultimately that wasn't what you're passionate about but at least you gave it a go at least you had the confidence to actually do it and also the confidence to turn around and be like actually that's not for me I want to do something else um yeah I see I've got a lot of friends who have gone to uni and done like something they were really good at in school and really loved wasn't that they didn't like mm-hmm. it but yeah they really liked it and they were really good at it but actually they came out and they were like god I don't want to work in that industry yeah. anymore and they do something completely polar opposite but like they had confidence to do that and like now look where they are like half of them are in such a better place yeah and it yeah it definitely took a lot of confidence to do that but then I think you gain confidence because it was obviously the best decision that you could have done your confidence would have lacked if you'd stayed in a job that was just so mind-numbing yeah it would have been worse if they'd stayed in a job that they were really uninterested in and um I think there's such um a negative what's the word (laughs) God, I need I need a dictionary in front of me today. There's a negative. What is it? Connotation. Connotation. Yeah, around you know people who don't then end up doing whatever they did for their degree as a career, um, which I understand from some points of view because yes, you've like paid what twenty seven grand and you're not even gonna, you know, do that. But at the end of the day that's not what's important what is important is about like your passion for it and yeah and also like (laughs) yeah and as long as you've done like you know a degree of substance and like it's only a bachelor's degree like you for most jobs like that aren't entry level that are just like slightly above entry level you just need a you just need a degree like okay for a lot of the jobs that I apply for you do need an like associated degree fair enough yeah but from like some jobs you don't like to be a teacher you could go and have a degree in a bachelor's degree in anything and then you can just go and be a teacher because at least you've got the bachelor's degree once Mm. you get to a higher level like a master's or a PhD of course they need to be a lot more like designated to exactly what you want to do and so if you're going to chop and change like yeah I guess that opinion of you've wasted a bit of time and money is a bit more relevant but for a bachelor's degree as long as you've done a degree of substance I think if you don't want to do it after you graduate say well people fall out of love with their degrees because they're so hard bachelor's degrees are long and tough and by the end of it I fell out of love with marketing about Oh, I lost count of how many times I fell out of love <laughs> I know with you it did. during the three years. But we're back in it now. Yeah, <laughs> she's back again. 
round five. Yeah, <laughs> round seven hundred and fifty. But yeah, this proves though that doing a degree is not the be all and end all at the end of the day because God, you know, no. there are so many successful people who've just had the confidence in themselves and they haven't done a degree and they've got to where they want to go. Yeah, you don't. You, I. I'm not going to say that you don't need a degree because it obviously is circumstantial depending yeah. on what job you apply for, depending where you want to get in your career. You don't need to go and do a degree for some things and then for other things, you really do need to go and get a degree. So it's circumstantial, but I think for a lot of jobs nowadays, the world is changing. You don't. It wasn't the same as before. You mm. don't have to have a degree to be successful. And I think that's really important. A lot, I think a lot of people measure their success when they come out of school as to whether they've gone to uni or whether they've just yeah. gone and got a job. And I think that's really damaging to to measure it that way because people are different. People don't work well studying and others, you know, others do. It depends. Some of my friends work really well just being on like um, apprenticeships and working in the, mm. in the workplace and others prefer looking at a textbook. You just got to pick a side. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I feel like our whole podcast is just selling uni experience but yeah even yeah. if you don't like your degree you know uni does teach you a lot about self-confidence and social confidence which I think is yeah. really important because a lot of the time now in interviews people are more interested in your personality if I'm being honest they're more interested 100%. about you they don't yeah. care what grade you got as long as you can show you know who you are be honest be true and then you know you'll be fine I feel like if you have a guard up and you've like you know created some sort of disguise for yourself which you think is making you more confident as soon as you're then faced with something like a real life problem your disguise is going to drop your guard will drop and then you you won't know Mm. what to do so I think throughout (laughs) throughout life I'm only 21 bloody hell who do I think I am (laughs) throughout life just be true to yourself and just be real yeah I definitely think it's got more to you know your success I I can only speak in terms of my industry but for a lot of people that I've worked with none of them had degrees but they were all incredibly good people they were good marketeers they Mm. were people people you know they knew how to talk to people and they weren't just really reserved and so I've always known that that was a lot more important than what you've got on a piece of paper at the end of the day um obviously if you've got a degree that's great I'm not putting that down I have a degree and I hope that it furthers me but yeah I I do think people 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 People, tend to go a lot a lot further and you know if you're if you're just a good person you're kind you're a bit charismatic you've got something about you that you can bring to the table you know I think that's a lot more important yeah at the end of the day like you're a you're a person like I think people tend to forget that when you just look at a job spec or you're just like a you know a student within a uni people forget that you are just a human and yeah it's just I think it's just about being a nice good Mm. person having a bit of confidence it's yeah it's really endearing to I just heard someone munching and it was just Archie eating his food what is that (laughs) I didn't even know it was behind me um I think it's really endearing when you come across people who are just like proper people people because if you think about it in terms of your career 
and you know you make friends with a lot of people in the, in your industry depending on where they work they're going to recognize you a lot more just because you made like a an impact on them you know socially because at the end of the day like you said like socially is you know being social is just who we, who we are we're humans so yes you may have really good work but if you I th- if you sort of like to just tuck yourself away and only rely on that you may only get so far I don't know who am I to judge but you know that's my opinion <laughs> yeah no I I do agree I think yeah I think it's really important um I guess we slightly strayed away from the confidence topic but it all merges <laughs> <Again>. into one <laughs> it all merges into one though I think yeah. I know we're talking from our own circumstances at the moment of leaving uni and you know, the things we gained from being at uni for three years, but now transitioning into the into our two different industries. Um, and I know not everyone listening will be in that same circumstance, but I think it's important to say, like, we were in a very different headspace a couple of months ago when we were in uni. Mm. And now we've come out of that. And I guess you do lose a little bit of confidence when you come out of uni because it's just a, it's just a life change, isn't it? Yeah. You're going from something you've known for three years to suddenly you're like oh god let's get my cv together because someone needs to employ me and I, mm. I do think that definitely has a has a impact on your confidence but it's just a way of boosting it back up again and yeah like we all said like knowing your abilities and knowing what you can do obviously stretch yourself a little bit yeah not to the point where you're just bullshitting them and they're like <laughs> you know can you speak french and it's like yeah of course like, i can yeah, <laughs> yeah like don't do that but <laughs> no yeah no, honestly um and someone told me someone very wise in my life told me <laughs> once that when you apply for jobs um and there's a job spec and they highlight all the things that you need you don't need all of those things because no one is going to have all of those things no one is their perfect candidate no they haven't written that about someone so therefore no one is going to be that person okay maybe like one in a million might but yeah. come on let's be real like so yeah. as long as you've got like five of those things on there you know if there's 10 and you've got half apply for the fucking job because yeah. you're probably qualified enough and the other things on there you'll learn when you get the job yeah if you're lucky enough do you know what I mean so I think as long as there's not like 20 skills and you've got one like okay you need to like <laughs> think about yeah. whether you know but yeah, like apply for it. No, no one is like a picture perfect person, and no. no employee is naive enough to think that we're only going to apply for the people that have every single one of these skills to the best of their ability. Yeah, because it's just ridiculous. They need an employee as much as you need a job. So yeah, yeah. Do not like yeah put yourself down just because you don't tick every single box that is on that indie job description like yeah a lot of those skills are also like admirable so you know if you go into your interview and you're you're really unique and you're just you're just yourself chances are they're going to find something in you that they actually thought they didn't think they need but then they do need so then they sort of then weigh up oh do we yeah so honestly just apply for it and also don't be afraid to you know send your cv or portfolio over to companies that don't even have job applications going because chances are you know they could be looking for someone they just haven't it could be like a back of the mind thought that they haven't even really realized um 
and then your portfolio and CV like slides across their desk and they could then, you know, give you an opportunity. You just have to, yeah. you just have to wing it. Cause at the end of the day, what have you got to lose? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, we've got a lot of like that kind of way of thinking from my mum, um, because my mum used to employ a lot of people and, and she said the same thing. She's like, no one is ever going to be picture perfect. And, you you also she always said that she likes to apply she likes to employ people who had something about them and you could see that they were able to do everything Mm. that you've listed even if they can't right now you see like the potential in them to be able to go okay if I employ if I employ them they're going to be an investment because by the end of it they're going to know all of these things and they're going to be able to do it all for me yeah um so yeah thanks for coming to our TED talk (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly what was that (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) so on to something a bit more light-hearted i think we um play our game get everyone laughing yeah little game um so this week guys we're gonna play who is most likely to um i feel like all our games are basically just drinking games but without the drink yeah maybe one episode will that's fine you know pour a little something something little tipple I don't I don't think anyone wants to hear me no (laughs) you really don't she was drunk at the weekend and honestly you don't want to (laughs) know no actually we were fine we were well behaved we were actually very well behaved at the weekend I was very proud (laughs) had my sensible pants on for once (laughs) oh god right okay most likely to should I ask you a few questions yes Okay. Well, every time I'm like, I'll do 10. I never count. So I'm just going to say as many as I feel like until yeah. we're bored. Okay. <laughs> um, so who is most likely to pee their pants? Me. Oh, I was going to say me. When did Interesting. You... Oh, I used to wet the bed a lot when I was younger. So oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking from like a drunk stance. Oh, drunk stance, definitely you, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like actually wetting the bed, Rosie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's those dreams when you're on the toilet and you just, it's so lifelike, but then you yeah. wake up. No. Um, who is most likely to cry like a baby when they're upset? You. Me. <laughs> you (laughs) I don't I don't get upset a lot but I think if I were to get upset it would probably be a build-up of a lot of emotions at the same time and then I'll just have a breakdown yeah like a breakdown yeah 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 I had a breakdown to my sister the other month and it was noisy (laughs) glad I wasn't there (laughs) um okay who is most likely to forget where they place their phone you yeah, definitely me. I am the worst person on my phone. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never get better either. I saw this tweet the other day. It was like um it was like a funny meme and then the caption was um me when I thought I'd replied but I realized it was only in my head. That is honestly me. I'll I'll see like everyone's text yeah. and like whatever come up on my phone and I'll like reply in my head and then I just won't text them back for like three hours or something sometimes it's worse sometimes it's like two days and then I'm like oh god so yeah I accidentally left someone for a week because I (gasps) thought to reply I know 
I'm never normally like that but sometimes you know life gets ahead of you (laughs) yeah but then I have those people that I'll talk to where like you don't have to text them like every minute of every day like you know you can reply like a day late or something um I when I had my when my phone broke last week um I had snapchats from some friends like Ellie for instance I hadn't spoken to her on snapchat for like five days she didn't blink an eye yeah I was like I I could have been in a gutter somewhere (laughs) just like oh you're back (laughs) I was messaging her like messaging her elsewhere but on snapchat I was like hello yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway um who is most likely to eat the most during a party I don't Me. know what kind of parties they're going to. <laughs> There's no food at ours. <laughs> I wish there was. Yeah, um, yeah definitely you. I Yeah, you are. I, I don't want to be rude, eat. but you're a big eater. <laughs> yeah. I am absolutely tiny, but I eat like a horse. My stomach is literally like it's a It's like thing. the most annoying sentence anyone can hear. Like... I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's like that I'm just being honest. I eat so much. And if there's food yeah. in front of me... It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you put away food. You put away food, I put away drink. That's how you work. <laughs> that's why we're compatible. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're compatible. Um, who is most likely to date a celebrity? I feel like you. Really? Yeah. One, you date more than me, so Do I? <laughs> you've got one up on me. Two I just don't I don't know I don't know why I just think it would be you okay I'll take it yeah I hope it's a nice celebrity yeah can you imagine <laughs> oh, I just snorted so loudly <laughs> alright Peppa Pig over there <laughs> that was more like Daddy Pig yeah Jesus Christ <laughs> um, who is most likely to shoplift something from the grocery store you you do it with your bananas all the time in Asda. <gasps> oh my god, I do. I forgot I did that. Honestly, for a solid year, guys. Should I even admit that? I probably shouldn't. I mean, what have you got to lose? I did it as a mistake for the first like four times because there I I hate buying vegetables that are in plastic because I why would you do that? Just yeah. environment needs saving. Come on. So I would just buy like the loose bananas and put them in my bag. But obviously vegetables and fruit are at the start of the supermarket. So they'd be right at the bottom of the bag. I'd get home and I'd be like, oh my God, I've nicked them. This is so bad. And then honestly, after like the fifth time, I was like, no one has ever caught me. Yeah. Why? Like I go to, I pay Asda's wages like in that year. Honestly, I went to Asda at least three times a day for a whole year. (laughs) So so I was like, look, the least you could give me was like £1.50 bunch of bananas to put in my breakfast every morning we were we were saying that though the other day weren't we that during lockdown asda was probably the most fun why was it like my why was it like a social scene like i used to dress up to go to asda like you'd be like should we go to asda i'd be like i would love nothing more (laughs) than to go up and down those aisles and I dread to think the amount of times I actually went in a day at some points. Like sometimes I'd like go in the morning and then by the afternoon I'd be like, oh, I fancy some chocolate. Should I just go to Asda? I live two seconds from a corner shop, but yeah, there we were. Always in Asda. Honestly, it was the place to be. If you yeah. guys weren't there at Penrith and Asda. Fucking and, oh my God. You're missing out. If you shop at Asda and you haven't 
done the scan and go. <gasps> oh, you haven't I lived. Think partly that's why we went so often, <laughs> was just to use scan and go. The innovation. The scan and go, honestly. The technology advancements. We used, to, we used to walk past it at the checkouts when we weren't like the scan and goers and just like yeah. make jokes, but like, oh, we haven't scanned and gone yet. And now yeah. I don't think I could go back. Yeah. And that's how you could get away with like stealing your bananas because they'd only do a quality check like once in a blue moon and you're, yeah. you're laughing and also who's Honestly, gonna, gonna go into the effort of scanning a banana they just pick up a label and you know yeah yeah exactly. but anyway moving on <laughs> anyway big old tangents about how much we love asda never mind <laughs> um who is most likely to stay up working or studying like stay up late at night you yeah i'd probably say me maybe just because of mean, your library shifts oh god i did like a good old yeah. all-nighter in the library didn't i yeah that mainly because i hadn't got all my work done <laughs> <laughs> i was a bad student <laughs> yeah never forget sleeping on those library sofas it was quite amazing i'd just be like i'm gonna go to sleep now so i can do yeah. my work in the morning <laughs> yeah I only became a morning person like about a year ago. Before then, I was like very much a night owl. Yeah. I think lockdown had a lot to do with that, which is weird though, because I became a morning person when I had nothing to do in the morning. <laughs> That's the best though. <laughs> um, who is most likely to drop out of school to become an actress or an actor? <laughs> oh, you probably. You did like drama and dance I did drama in school oh my god though I was doing my final assessment in year 11 mm. and I'd got like really good grades in my assessments and then when it comes to like, came to like my final you know performance I had a coughing fit on stage and it was actually oh, horrendous so I didn't end up getting a great grade but look I didn't need it so it's fine yeah look we we moved on to other things um Okay, who will just do like, I don't know, four more? Yeah. Okay, who is most likely to get a face tattoo? Why would I feel like it would be me? Yeah, this is what I was thinking. You want a little teardrop on your cheek? (laughs) Get the barbed wire. Oh, Post Malone, (laughs) no. I don't know what he was doing when he did those. I feel like it would be neither of us, but if we really had to push an answer, I suppose it would probably be me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who oh, is God. most likely to become an alcoholic? <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, you, sad. Definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is most likely to be a gang member? Oh, do you fancy being in the Bloods of the Crips? <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> Get a label at Death Records. <laughs> no, we could never. We we wouldn't have the confidence to do that. That's we something we wouldn't have confidence we also, in. We don't have the lingo to pull it off. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm I'm also just not cool enough. Like no. I don't think I could ever describe myself as cool. Like <laughs> that would just never be an attribute of mine. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just not cool. It's so embarrassing. Definitely not. You got your tube map out at the weekend. That was <laughs> That wasn't cool. Look, didn't it come in handy? It did, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
Right, I can't remember how many. I've, I said four more. I'll do two more. I don't know how many. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is most likely to sneak out of a party? Like, le- like leave a party early? Me. Yeah, definitely. I've done it many a time. Yeah. You just get tired or hungry or bored. Yeah, or... and then I'm like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go home. Yeah. Also, no yeah. one ever sees me go because I'm so agile. <laughs> Sneak yeah, out. honestly, <laughs> the amount of times we'd be in a club and then we'd be like afters, and then Rosie would just not turn up to the afters. Yeah, she's, nah. she's left. She's gone. <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> you don't know what you were missing. <laughs> you would have hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. One more. Let's make this a good one. Most likely to get mad after losing a game. I guess like a like a board game. I get. I probably me. Yeah. You're quite competitive as well, though, in a healthy way. I am very competitive, but I feel like it would get to a point where I'd just say, it's just a game. Let's go make some food now. Whereas I think you'd hold it. Yeah. My family, I've grown up in quite a competitive family in a healthy way. But yeah, we are all a bit competitive. I mean, Monopoly nights were wild. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you always buy Mayfair and Park Lane? That was my tactic. No, I, oh. my brother always didn't. Honestly, growing up in my family, it's really hard because my brother's oh. so good at everything. <laughs> he, you'd be like, oh, I am gonna fucking like. You'd be like, you'll challenge him something. I'll be like, look, I'm like, I'm really good at swimming, so I'll be like, let's go swimming. Oh my god, he's better than me. He hasn't done it in like ten years. Or he'll just like pick up a football and like win the game, and you're like, what the. F- the fuck where have you come from yeah my whole childhood so that's why i'm competitive because i've got a brother who's good at everything um right well i suppose we should end it there um i hope that was insightful um i know we sort of chinwagged our way through that and spoke quite um strictly on our (laughs) circumstances but um yeah i hope it was at least insightful and a good listen um so yeah thanks for listening guys We'll be back next week for another episode on Friday. So look out for that one. We've just started doing our Spotlight Sundays. So look out for that. Every Sunday, we are going to pick either a young creative or a small business just to give you little little promotion. (laughs) So yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Mm